Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Coffee in the Word. I'm Sherry Poundstone, your host. And this afternoon I have an amazing guest, my friend Nan Jones, and she is the author of The Perils of a Pastor's Wife. And Nan is coming to us from North Carolina, where the time difference is probably about three hours, I guess, is our time difference. So um, we're excited to have her on, and I'm just going to jump right in this afternoon and begin to talk with her and and, uh, ask her some questions about the book. At the end of this show, Nan will be telling you how you can get the book, where you can find out more information about her. So welcome, Nan. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you, Sherry. I'm so excited to be here and to share part of my story and try to encourage some of your listeners because it's a journey when we walk with the Lord, and it's a wonderful journey, but there are difficult and obstacles that we come across sometimes, and so I'm excited to encourage them. Thank you so much. Well, I'd like maybe to start out just with the basics. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about your writing and your speaking ministry. Okay. Um, Well, I'm just a regular, ordinary girl, excuse me, who has allergies to hay, which the farmers in our area are cutting right now, getting ready for the fall coming. But um, just regular girl, you know, just nobody special, but I love and I serve an extraordinary God. And, And he can just amaze us with what he wants to do in our lives when we say, yes, Lord. I'm a grandmother. I'm 60 years old, and I have three adult children who are just phenomenal. They have they just amaze me. It's wonderful to see the the fruit of your labor when you pour into your children as they're growing and then you begin to experience that fruit. It's it's very special. And I live in an old, old farmhouse. It needs a lot of love, which is what I give it, but it's a treasure. It's a gift from heaven to me. And with my writing, I've written all my life. Um most writers will tell you that, you know, but it was just a hobby. It was just something I liked to do and nothing special. But when I was 12, I um, wrote out my life goals, and my number one life goal was to write a book one day. <clears throat> and now here I am at age 60, and my first book is being released. And, and it's just, I'm just awestruck. Y'all, there's nothing like it. It's it's really like birthing a baby. And the labor and the delivery is tough, but then when you hold it in your hands, it's just phenomenal. And what's so special is to know that God himself imparted this word into my spirit, and he brought me through situations in my life so that he could show me who he is in the midst of that so that I could in turn share it with you. And what an honor. What an honor and a responsibility also to represent him correctly. And that's what I do with, try to do with my writing and with my speaking ministry. But both of the, They're very much intertwined, and I'm sure Sherry can tell you, attest to that also. Yes, thank you. And I think that what's so amazing is we can write all of our lives and then all of a sudden something comes together that's published and... Um, You're right, it's just such an amazing feeling. Well, your book, The Perils of a Pastor's Wife, is actually being released today. I think that's so exciting that we're doing this this interview today. It's an interesting title, and I wondered if you could just tell our listeners about the book and what about the title? What inspired you to write this particular book? Okay, I would love to. And, yes, it released today, and, oh, mercy, it is. 
it's a party on Facebook and Twitter. Let me tell you, <laughs> my friends have been wonderful. Um, I agree with you. The title is, even to me, it's intriguing, The Perils of a Pastor's Life. That's not two things we would put together. I mean, the word perils is not even a word that we typically use, I don't think. That, I had been working on the manuscript for a while, and the Lord woke me up in the night and gave me that title. And I thought, wow, I like it. It has a ring to it, but I still didn't really understand the meaning. Well, I looked up the definition to perils. I also went to my my, um, thesaurus to get other words that had similar meaning. and, and, um, And when you hear those words, then you begin to understand, especially if you're a pastor's wife. The definition is it means to be exposed to injury or loss or destruction. And some of the synonyms from the thesaurus is vulnerability, uncertainty, insecurity, jeopardy, and pitfall. Now that sounds extremely um, negative, and I don't mean for you to focus on that part of it, because the subtitle of my book is If God Before Me, who can be against me? Because God is mighty and God is faithful. But the reality is that the girls who are, are standing in the trenches alongside their husbands on the front line of ministry, um, we do encounter perils uh, that that people don't think about. You know, being a pastor, I, lo- I was a pastor's wife um, for 31 years. Loved being a pastor's wife. There is no greater joy that I can think of other than my children than being a pastor's wife. It is so fulfilling, and it's such an honor to know that God wants you to help shepherd his people and to nurture them and care for them. And it's hard to describe how rewarding it is. But the flip side of that is the spiritual warfare that we encounter. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood. We wrestle with principalities of darkness. But that principality of darkness comes... Um, covered in some skin sometimes, and we can deal with some very difficult people. Um, We typically have trust issues, which may surprise some of your listeners, but it's like, who can I really let my hair down with and and share my heart and not have to be the pastor's wife? I need to share my heart with someone. Who can I trust? Um, We also encounter people who love you one day, and then your husband speaks something from the pulpit that they don't agree with, and they vote you out, you know, the following week or whatever. And so there's a lot of rejection. There's um, a lot of things that that most people who have a pastor's wife in their world, you know, that they love, they don't think about it. Uh, and, it's, and I wrote this book because I wanted the pastor's wife to know that somewhere, somehow, somebody understands what it's like to be a pastor's wife and and things that we encounter. I deal with um, eight different perils. Um, One is the rose-colored glasses. I remember coming out of seminary, and David and I were going to save the world. You know, here comes the Calvary, you know, with these little naive (laughs) young people thinking, oh, God's going to use us, and it's going to be so glorious, and Oh, my goodness. And then the battle began. You know, the the church started growing. The people in control didn't like it. It wasn't the right kind of people, things like that. And suddenly 
our world was turned upside down. That's the rose-colored glasses. They get shattered, especially for our young women coming into the pastorate. Um, mm-hmm. they don't, things happen that you don't expect. Um, I talk about battle fatigue because we all endure that. Despair. Uh, thirst, you know, when we go through dry times and just our spirit is so thirsty. And I address that, you know, how does God fill us back up? Anxiety and fear. I talk about strained marriages. And also talk about when the unexpected happens, you know, when things come that you had no clue. But the bottom line is that if God be for me, who can be against me? Because he is faithful. And he has taught me to find him in my darkest moments. Um, In this, let me um, interject this as well. Yes, my target audience is the pastor's wife, but I am here to tell you that so many women have contacted me who maybe they were a beta reader who helped me in the editing process, but they weren't a pastor's wife. Or they've gotten the Kindle version, which released a few weeks ago, they're not pastors wise, but they're my friends. They know me, they wanted to read the book and they're like, Wow, I can relate to so much of this because as Christians there is a, a spiritual warfare. When we are working hard to build the kingdom of God, you know, Satan will come against us and, and think we encounter difficulties or or the woman who feels like God abandoned them. Have I mean I have felt that I'm sure everyone at some point in time is like God where are you where are you? But what perils talks about the perils of a pastor's wife is that in our darkest moment, that's when he's the closest to us. He is near to the brokenhearted, but we have to open our eyes to see him. We have to stand on that word of God that says I am with you always. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Stand on that word and then say, God, open my eyes that I can see you. And those are the things that I teach in the book. I tell true stories. I change names, you know, and locations. But um, I tell true stories of things that have happened over over the years. And then I go into and the I word know of God. You, my husband and I have often said, we should write a book about the things that happen in ministry. So I know. There are women. Yeah, and there are women in all kinds of ministry leadership roles who can relate, I think, to these mm-hmm. stories and, and these lessons that you're teaching in this book. Um, mm-hmm. Because you don't necessarily have to be the pastor's wife to benefit from from what you teach. That's it's right. It's amazing. Yeah. So, what would you say you want your readers to gain by reading this book? And um, what would you you really like for them to take away? Two or three things you'd like a person to take away from reading the book. Okay. Well, I touched on some of it. Um, the biggest mm-hmm. is that they are not alone. Whatever they're going through. They are not alone. God is with them. They are precious Mm -hmm. to him. He pursues us with Mm -hmm. his love, and he is faithful Mm -hmm. to reveal himself to us. But we must open ourselves up to to him. I learned um, several years ago something so profound. Um, Jesus said in, in John 15, to abide in me and I will abide in you. And this is something I talk about in the book, and I want them to take this with them. You know, we mm-hmm. quickly can understand as a Christian how the, Holy, the Spirit of God dwells within us through the blood of Jesus when we accept him as our Savior. He is within us. I mean, how incredible is that? But I kept asking, God, 
I understand you're in me, but how am I in you? I kept, I, I contained him within myself. And, it, and in doing that, I was not seeing the magnificence of who he is. He is such an incredible God. And he is, we, he is in us by his spirit, but we are in him. We are surrounded by his, his spirit. And he is, I mean, how else could we hold his hand? You know, he tells us he takes us by the right hand. How else could we go and hide beneath the shelter of his wing? How can yeah. it be a place of refuge or um, the strong tower that I can run to? And as soon as he showed me that, I was astounded with the simplicity of it and how we skip over that part. And it set me free. It set me free to understand how he is with me always. And, and it also opened up the magnitude of who he is because, honestly, I have tremendous faith. He has gifted me with faith. But I realized that I was filtering that faith through my frail vessel. And in so doing, I, I was limiting his power. I was limiting who he was because I kept him contained. In, does that make sense? I, I kept him contained within this vessel yes. that I knew was yes. broken and weak and frail. But when I began yes. to see he's in me, but I also am in him, wow. And that's what I, that is a key to healing as a pastor's wife. It is key to healing as a woman of God when things have come against yes. you to begin to open your eyes and see that he is with you. Oh, it's so good. And that's where the power comes from. It's his power yes. that um, gets us through those challenges. That's, that is so good. This is so amazing. Um, I just believe that there's just not a reader out there that can't benefit from what you've written mm-hmm. here. Um, let me ask you this. Do you have a favorite scripture, and have you integrated this uh, verse through your ministry? And if so, how? Yes, I absolutely do. And, again, I kind of touched on it. It's an unusual scripture, which I, lo- I love to dig in the Word of God. It thrills me to do that. And I know you're the same way. I mm-hmm. found a scripture several years ago, um, Exodus Thirty-three, fourteen, and the Lord is saying to Moses, my presence, the Lord's presence, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And the Lord showed me that scripture. We were going through a time of upheaval in ministry, you know, one of those times when I was so overwhelmed and striving and, you know, just full of anguish. And um and he showed me this and I'm telling you that this scripture comes to my heart every single day now because mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. a beautiful thought and see I'm a visual mm-hmm. learner I have to see something to understand it I can see that I can see the presence mm-hmm. of God going with me and it goes back to that same lesson yes He's going with me because He His Spirit is within me but I can mm-hmm. now I can see that the Spirit of God is walking with me. He is surrounding me. He is carrying me when I can't walk because I'm so weak. He, You know, he's there with me. And he's giving me rest. Um, sleep would be nice. <laughs> I don't sleep too much these days, but <laughs> but that's not what he's talking about. You know, he takes right. you to Psalm 4610. Be still. Cease striving. And know yeah. or remember mm-hmm. that 
that I am God. And when I can cease my striving, because I tend to do that, when I cease doing that and I remember that he is God and he is with me and he is for me and therefore nothing can come against me, then I find rest. I find peace where it makes absolutely no sense because he gives me his rest. So isn't that a beautiful scripture? And there's one we just just right over. (laughs) Yeah, it it is such a beautiful uh, picture and, like you said, a visual, you know, just to think of him, you know, just carrying us. I love that. Um, I wanted to ask you about your next book, and then as we close today, I really would love for you to give some information so our listeners could know how to get your book and how to find your blog and your website and all that. But I, I understand you have a next book coming. What is that going to be? Yes, I am working on another uh, nonfiction. Tentatively, mm-hmm. it's called um, Seeing Beyond the Veil. Um, mm-hmm. And the subtitle and actually the theme of it would be what we've talked about, finding the nearness of God when you need him the most. Or or another way to say it would be illuminating the evidence of God in our lives. And um, I love that thought. You know, And I'm not referring to the veil that, you know, that veil's been taken down. When Jesus died, that the veil mm-hmm. in the temple was ripped into so that we as ordinary people could approach the throne of grace. That's not the veil I'm talking about. I'm talking about the veil that between the physical world and the spiritual world, and not wacky doodle, you know, twilight, nothing like that. But God is with us. But we must discipline ourselves when we feel that despair to stop, be still, open our eyes that we might see Him, and understand that He is with us, and He will reveal Himself. You will. He He wants to make Himself known, and that's what the book is going to talk about. And it's based on a very beautiful and unusual um, concept. Um, and I, I probably shouldn't go into this too far because we're getting late in our time, but just very quickly, right. um, I again, I love the Word of God, and I love that the Old Testament supports the New Testament. And mm-hmm. we skip over it so much, and it's so rich. And in a nutshell, when it, I, I've taken two scriptures, Exodus twenty-seven twenty, when God was giving instructions for building the tabernacle um, that they carried with them everywhere, the tent of meeting um, yes. through the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Um, he told there was a command given: tell the children, tell the children of Israel to bring me. Um, pure oil of pressed olives every day, every day bring it so that we could light the lampstand in in the inner court, the Holy of Holies, to illuminate the evidence of God. And then you, you, there's a cross-reference that goes to John 16, 33 of all things. I thought, why are you going there, Lord? Jesus said, um, in the world you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. The word for tribulation is philipsis in the original um, language. Philipsis, it means crushing. In this world, you can have, mm-hmm. have crushed, but be of good cheer. Mm-hmm. And so I've relate, I'm relating the two things, that when we bring an yeah. offering of our crushing, the oil of the Holy Spirit is released. And his, the oil that lights the lampstand, the lampstand in us is the light of Christ. And when that light is lit, that lampstand is lit, then you can see the evidence of God. The priest, it was dark in there. Once they entered into the inner court of the tabernacle, it was dark. 
except for the golden lampstand. But there was a table of showbread, which represents to us the bread of life. There was the altar of incense, which represents our prayer life and our secret aroma, our sweet aroma to the Lord. So yes. that's where I'm going with that. And bringing out crushing as an offering. It must be offered mm-hmm. to the Lord. And it's pure. It's, it's, it's the first fruit of the crushing of the olives. And it should be the first fruit in our lives that we bring to him. So I'm really excited about it. And then from there, it'll go into a Bible study for small groups. Mm-hmm. Yay! <laughs> that is amazing. I am so excited about that. You just ministered to me just by telling me about that next book. So that's oh, amazing. praise God. Well, with these last few minutes, just tell everyone how can they find your book, how can they find your blog, what, where can they get more information okay. about you? Okay. The easiest way is just to go to my website, um, nanjones.com. Um, that and then that gives you my informa- your information that you need for um, mm-hmm. speaking and writing. And there's also a link to the blog. Morning Glory is my blog, and I love Morning Glory. It's like a baby to me, a child, because many seekers come there. And that blog, I deal with these same topics. You know, finding God's presence when we think He's left us. Um, so the blog nanjones.com will take you to the veil. Let me take you to the blog, and then um, I would love for you on Facebook. I've created a community page, Seeing Beyond the Veil, and that's a place you can come just to get away from the chaos and just find evidence of God right there. Songs and testimony and scriptures and stuff. And then the book is available on Amazon. Um, the Perils of a Pastor's Wife, and it's also available on Barnes & Noble. So it's exciting, and um, and if you have any trouble finding me, just come to the website, and I can direct and contact me, and I can direct you from there. That is wonderful, man. Thank you so much. We will be posting the link to this show and then the link to your website and that type of thing on coffeeintheword.com and on Coffee in the Word on Facebook. So I just want to thank you for being my guest. I think this is going to be really a life-changing book for many pastors' wives and many women leaders. Um, And so I just really believe that that God's anointing this message that you're getting out. And we just thank you for being on here. Thank you for talking with us. And also thank you for this next book that's to come because I believe that's also going to be a powerful message. So um, thank you, and Coffee in the Word will be back next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Sherry.